Chapter 19 Axe, Tobias, Gussie hissed. Chill! The short human girl kept moving toward us, positioning herself between me and the bull. And now it occurred to me that maybe I should charge her, too. Nice cows, good cows, good cows, Gussie said in a strangely soothing voice. Listen to me, guys. We overlooked a little something. You're not steer. You're bulls. Prince Jake plummeted, then swooped up a few feet off the ground, circled, and came back toward us. They look different than the other steer, he said. They are, Gussie said in her sweet, soft, talking-to-dangerous-animals voice. We kind of forgot something. We kind of forgot that you get nice, docile steer by being neutered. But your DNA is still bull DNA. Oh, that's what's different, Prince Jake said. What were they talking about? Confusing. Destructing. But the other bull was still there. Still in my pasture. I snorted. He snorted. I could feel energy quivering through me. I was alive. Ready to charge. Ready to lower my head, dig in my hooves, and launch myself headlong. Boys, Axe, Tobias, listen to me. You are not steer. You are bulls. Bulls are very territorial. You want to fight right now. But that would be a bad idea. A very bad idea. Prince Jake had swept past and soared back up into the sky. Cussie, the truth's on the move. Cussie nodded. Okay, it's time for peace here. Arabs and Israelis. Americans and Russians. We do this by stages. I heard her. I understood her. But I was not interested. I was interested in the fact, the overwhelming fact, that there was a bull right in front of me, defying me. Axe, Tobias, each of you take one step back. Cassie, you may need to bail. Cassie shook her head impatiently. Come on, good boys, good bulls. One step back. Come on. One step back. One step back. They're going to spot you, Cassie. Too late to get away. You need to drop and morph. Axe, Tobias, Cassie said sweetly, calmly, pleasantly. I said, back up. The other bull and I both jerked straight back. Okay, Rachel, Marco, get ready. This is going to be close. Cussie grabbed my horns in her hands and stared right into one of my eyes. I don't have time for this crap. We have enough trouble. Get control. Do it now. She whipped up her handheld stapler. She poked the ear tag into the end of the gun, and I heard a loud click in my ear. There was a slight, distant sensation of being stuck with something sharp. Then she swung around and grabbed Tobias the same way. Within seconds, we were both tagged, and both able to accept the other's existence. Almost. Prince Jake dropped from the sky again. 
he landed as Tobias and I had done earlier, between steer. Cassie, Morph, those guys are here. We have a problem here, Cassie said. They aren't exactly steer. Do you think the truck drivers will notice? Excuse me? Of course they'll notice. They may be controllers, but their human hosts are most likely farm folk. What do we do? Don't they ever send bulls to the slaughterhouse? Yeah, they do. So maybe if we get there, we're okay. But how do we get past these guys in the truck? They'll call in to be sure they're supposed to be carrying bulls. They'll be mad because bulls are dangerous. They realize something is wrong. Ear tag or no ear tag. We've gone to too much trouble. Prince Jake said bitterly. I don't just want to give up. For a long moment, no one moved. And no one said anything. Then, Prince Jake said something that even I found frightening. Marco, think you can drive their truck? Chapter 20 The truck came. It rolled right out into the mud. Two humans climbed down. Hey, that's no steer, the driver said. His partner nodded. That sure ain't no steer. And I'm definitely not a steer, Murko said. He stood up from behind the camouflage provided by Tobias and me. That's a gorilla. Fool, it's an andalite and morph. The two men turned to run. They did not get far. At last, I had a target for my bull aggression. I loped easily after them. I lowered my head, aligned my curved horns, and struck one, and then the other, in the area humans refer to as the butt. They flew several feet and landed on their faces. Marco yanked them up out of the mud. Go to sleep, Marco said as he butted their heads together. The humans were rendered unconscious. How do we make sure they stay out long enough? Take their clothes. They'll slow them down, Prince Jake said. Aldimorph, I'm biggest. I should look okay in that guy's jeans and jacket. Marco drives. How come Marco drives? Rachel demanded. He has experience. Oh man, don't even mention that, Cassie said. My dad cried over the twisted remains of that truck. I'll ride shotgun and carry the guy's clipboard, Prince Jake continued. Tobias and Axe, see what you can do to persuade some of these steer to get aboard the truck. That part proved easy. The steer were nervous about Tobias and me. They were quite content to move away from us, even if that meant climbing a ramp into the back of a truck. Tobias and I entered last. Cassie and Rachel morphed to flies and made their bobbing erratic way to perches in our noses. Rachel was with Tobias, Cassie with me. Marco squeezed his huge gorilla bulk into a denim jacket and pants. Shoes were, of course, an impossibility, given the size of his feet. Jake's own artificial skin was overly large, but he, at least, was human. He donned a hat, a head covering, and pulled it low to obscure his features. Oh yeah, this'll work, Rachel said in that tone. I recognized as sarcasm. 
A gorilla wearing some hideous Levi's leisure suit. And a kid that looks like he's wearing his dad's clothes. Delivering a pair of bulls to a York meatpacking plant. Nothing weird there. He has to go in Gorilla Morph, Cussie said. The seat's jammed back and he can't reach the pedals. Everyone ready? Marco asked brightly. Everyone have a seatbelt on? Anyone have to pee before we leave? Go now. I'm not going to stop at every Stuckies we pass. I felt a sudden lurch. The truck moved. Backward. Then stopped. A second lurch. The engine roared, but the truck did not move. The sound I heard suggested metal grinding on metal. Oh yeah, Mirko said. Clutch, forgot about that. I mean, who has a standard transmission nowadays? Prince Jake must have said something. Because then, Mirko said, Hey, no one is going to die on the way there. I'll get us all there. Everyone will still be available to die when we get there. That's comforting, Tobias grumbled. More loud grunting. Suddenly, we were propelled forward. All the steers staggered. We lurched and rolled across the field, and Marco said, Ha! See? No problemo. Let's see how you do out on the road, Tobias said. I heard a loud crunching sound. What was that? I asked. Fence, Marco said. A few seconds later, a very similar sound. More fence, okay? Marco said. Everyone just shut up. I have it under control. Off we went, down the road. I had a very limited exterior view out of the right-hand side. I saw trees flash by. I saw more fields with more cows. I saw a pickup truck with its horn blaring and its driver forming a sort of salute with one raised finger. It occurred to me that oncoming vehicles should not be passing by on the right. Hey, that guy gave me the finger. Some people take it personally when you nearly run them down, Tobias said. Some people have no sense of humor. I could see the long, low building that was the meatpacking plant. We were getting close. I felt a rush of excitement. Almost there, Mirko reported. There's the road. Just need to turn. Just need to... Suddenly, the truck swerved wildly. I, and every other animal in the back, fell left. Thousands of pounds of steer weight had just shifted to the left side of the truck, just as the truck was teetering left anyway. Ah! Mirko cried. Chapter 21 Ah! The truck was no longer moving on multiple wheels arrayed along both sides. It was crazily tipped to the left, moving solely on the wheels of one side. Ah! Bull and steer, we were all shoved to one side, piled against one another. The floor of the truck bed tilted up and away at an absurd angle. We were going to tip over. And yet, the truck kept moving. On the wheels of one side, tilted almost on its side, it kept moving. And slowly, slowly, so slowly, the angle diminished. 
we tilted back to the right. Then, wham! The truck settled again, and we blew down the road toward the meatpacking plant. Bond, Morku said. James Bond. Morku hit the brakes, and the truck came slithering and fishtailing to a stop at the gate of the meatpacking plant. Now that the cargo had been reshuffled, I had a better, clearer view out the left side of the truck. I could see two armed guards approaching the cab. They seemed somewhat disturbed. Possibly awed. Possibly admiring. Possibly frightened. It is sometimes hard to decipher human facial expressions. What are you, crazy? One guard shouted. Bad shocks, man. Marco said in a low, guttural, muddy voice. I was startled to hear him make mouth sounds. He must have partially demorphed to human. Just human enough to pass. Bad shocks? What are you, nuts? You should be locked up. You should be in a rubber room. Here, just sign off on the manifest, Prince Jake said, trying to lower his own voice. You're cleared, the second guard said. Just let us know when you're going to leave so we can stay out of your way. Oh, goody, they're letting us in, Tobias said darkly. Marco segued back into Gorilla Morph as soon as the guard stepped back. I think I see a ramp up there. That must be where we go, he said. Then, an obvious reply to Prince Jake. Sure, I can back up to the ramp. Why wouldn't I be able to back up? Oh man, this is going to get ugly, Rachel said, speaking from Tobias's nostril. The truck jerked forward, stopped, jerked forward again, stopped, grind, lurched into reverse, stopped, grind, lurched, stopped, forward, lurch, backward, stop, grind, lurch, forward, stop. I've heard of a three-point turn, Cassie said. I guess this would be a thirty-point turn. Lurch. Backward. Wham! Every steer lurched backward with the impact. All right, we're there, Marco announced. These cows are going to be looking forward to a nice, easy death after this ride, Rachel said. Tobias, sneeze and blow Rachel a few hundred feet. I saw a large man jump down off the platform and come running around to the front of the truck. He was yelling. Where did you learn how to drive, you moron? I'm gonna kick... Hey, where's the driver? We've morphed to flies, Prince Jake informed us. Coming back around. I can't tell one gigantic planet-sized cow from the next, Marco said. Tobias, Axe, toss your heads a little. We want the right nostril. With a startling loud noise, the back gate of the truck swung open. The large man and a very thin man were conferring. I have never seen driving like that. No wonder the driver took off. He must have been drunk. He must have been a lunatic. Hey! Hey! Those are bulls! Well, I'll be, uh, transported like this? This really is nuts. The skinny man narrowed his eyes suspiciously. Andalite bandits? The large man laughed. 
I think an antelope could figure out how to drive a truck. Besides, even an antelope isn't stupid enough to morph a steer, or even a bull, and walk into a slaughterhouse. They'd have to be idiots. Could not have said it better myself, Marco muttered. From the building, awful smells reached my nostrils. Blood. Manure. Blood. Biological rot. And more blood. And more blood. And more blood. Hello, Phantomorphs, and thank you for listening to another episode of Audiomorphs, the Animorphs Auditory Experience. As always, this is your host, Daniel. Uh, thank you for listening to another episode. I've got, I, I think these chapters have introduced um, some questions for me vis-a-vis the rules of morphing that I will get to in a minute. Um, but first, we have uh, some lovely messages from some lovely people. So, uh, first of all, we've got a message from Desi uh, from my website's contact form. That website is theapodcalypse.com. That's theapodcalypse. Like apocalypse, but with a D in the middle. Um, and Desi writes, I'm a huge fan of the Animorphs podcast. I listen daily at work. I always wondered, even as a kid, how come the group never acquired the DNA of Axe to help hide their identity? Or when they end up in zero space with other Endolites, how come they did not try to acquire their DNA as well, since their cover was already blown? Uh, thank you for writing in, Desi. I, I have some theories on this. Um, I think that acquiring Axe... Uh, well, first of all, all of the human Animorphs feel a little weird about, um, acquiring sentient Morphs. It's frankly a bit of a, um, a bit of a plot hole. Um, I understand why it exists, right? Um, cause logistically if they can morph into adults, then that like kind of defeats the point of having child protagonists. Um, but they they don't like to acquire sentient morphs even when the sentient figure is consenting. They very rarely do it even in in cases of consent, uh, right? Because like realistically, they should all have they should all acquire each other and axe and do- uh and um not Dakami but uh uh Hara Harahami um <laughs> I have forgotten his name the free hork bajir uh realistically right because uh, when hork bajir and Delay are great battle morphs. Two, um, in the cases like, for example, when Jake got infested and they need to cover for him, uh, you know, it's just useful to have those in your arsenal, but, um, cause it makes for, for better uh, dramatic storytelling. They, they don't, but, uh, the reason I think Axe specifically wouldn't be that useful of a morph is because, uh, Visser 3 has an Andalite morph, uh, simply put. And, um, so like he, he can tell Andalites apart, right? Um, to us humans, maybe all Andalites look basically the same, but certainly uh, an Andalite would be able to tell one Andalite from another, and it would it would look weird if uh, six identical Andalites showed up to mess up some York stuff, right? That would tip them off that something weird's going on, uh, more so than the fact that like you know they they try not to speak to him while in morph. Um, that's my theory on why they didn't acquire Axe. As far as the other Andalites they've met. Uh, I believe they met those during the effects of a Sario rip, and uh, they've established that uh, morphs acquired within a Sario rip um, are erased upon returning to your original location. This happened both uh, 
during the time travel to the Amazon when uh, they acquired monkey morphs and a jaguar morph for Jake, I believe. Um, and then again, I believe someone acquired they they acquired Lyran morphs um, on Lyra, right? And that was also uh, Sario Rip, so that was also uh, erased at the end of that. So the answer to the second part is even if they had acquired Andalites, which um, unsure that any of those Andalites would have allowed it due to the whole kind of Andalite culture um, and being very proud of their Andalite forms, even if they had consented to that. Um, doubtful that they would have been able to keep those morphs would be my my answer to that. Thank you for writing in, Desi. Great question. Um, if anyone's got a cl- conflicting theory, feel free to write in and tell me I'm an idiot and wrong. I don't mind. Uh, I got a message on the Gmail. That's audiomorphscast at gmail.com. This one's titled Australia Morphs. Shout out to my Australian listeners. There's a few of you now. Um, you're all very cool, as far as I can tell. Uh, so this is from Jade, who writes, Hey Daniel, my name is Jade. That's he, him. Uh, I can't tell you where I live, but it's definitely in Australia. Then, um, side side note, can you imagine if Animorphs was set in Australia and they were trying to hide while smorphing kangaroos, quolls, and cassowaries, cassowaries, uh, etc.? I don't know what a quoll is, actually. I know a cassowary is that big scary bird, right, that like stomps on snakes, and I know kangaroos. I don't know what a quoll is. Let me look that up real quick. Oh, it's like a cute little, like, uh, it's a cute little shoe type, uh, creature. Quolls are carnivorous marsupials native to Australia and New Guinea. Primarily nocturnal, spend most of the day in a den. Six species of quoll, four found in Australia to New Guinea. Um, alright, uh, that doesn't seem especially, it seems kind of small, but, uh, maybe they would acquire it. They've acquired shrews before. Uh, <laughs> Also, uh, I, I guess spoilers, um, but sh- shout out to Australia, but they will be in Australia for one book. Um, I know this because I've been for a long time trying to figure out um, what I was going to do for that because I cannot do accent work. Um, I very luckily now have some Australian contacts that have volunteered to do some voice work voice work for me whenever we get there i think it's a later book like i think it's in the 40s uh so we're still a whiles away yet but they'll they'll get there eventually it takes a while to get to australia you know um continuing the message uh just wanted to send a message to thank you for audiomorphs one of my excellent partners let me know this existed after i had tried a few times to read the pdfs as an adult in 2020 during covid and just kept struggling with the scrolling and zooming format on my iphone I had lamented earlier this year that Animorphs wasn't an audiobook, to which they said, Yes, it is. As a long-distance driver to and from work, your chapters have been great for keeping me company on the road. Unfortunately, like a lot of people, my binging got the better of me, and now I'm all caught up. But that just means I get to be part of the journey now with you and everyone else. I now have access to the rest of the official audiobooks, but I've chosen to stick with you and your voices slash characterization. I think it would just sound wrong after all this time. Thank you so much. Uh, I get that. I don't like switching narrators halfway through a series either. It does feel weird, um, even though I'm sure the Scholastic versions um, have all, are all wow are all very good. I'm sh- they're professional, you know, audiobook narrators. I'm sure they did a stellar job. Um, but I I get it. Uh, it's it's weird switching uh, halfway through. Um, then uh, sorry, I lost my place in this email. Um, 
I loved the Animorphs books as a kid, but didn't get to read many, and definitely not in order. So while I did watch the show, it's all I remember. So this has been a delightful return to my childhood desire to actually know what was happening. And not only me, my entire trans household are now getting to rewatch the show together, It's So Bad, and discuss Animorphs through our adult queer lens, asking the big questions like, what came first, Animorphs or a generation's trans desire to shapeshift? It has been a great time. That's thanks to you and your commitment to the gig. So thanks again. Kind regards, Jade. Thank you so much for writing in, Jade. Uh, I'm so glad you're enjoying it. I actually have not revisited the show. Because um, I I remember seeing a couple episodes way back. I don't know if I was a kid or if this was like maybe early Netflix era. And I, I rechecked it out. But like, yeah, it's not good. Um, the only thing I remember... Uh, from the show, clearly, and I don't know why this has stuck with me all these years, but there's one point where they need to, like, convince Visser 3 that um, they are Andalites, and so they have Cassie morph to a horse and then paint uh, her legs blue and have her, like, walk past, um, it's like, like the, I don't know, there's like a gap underneath something, like a whiteboard or something, like a blackboard or something, she, like, walks by. So you can see the blue legs clopping by, and then it's like, oh, that's an Andalite, because it's blue horse legs. <laughs> that's all I remember. But, um, yeah, I, I would very much like to get a newer adaption of that, although uh, likely not going to happen because of um, the studio that currently has the rights that are trying to make, sounds like a teen comedy movie adaptation. It does not sound good, and it does sound like it's in production hell. Um and I hope it stays there, because that sounds bad. Um, and also, because if it were made today, um, it couldn't right now, because uh, of the historic dual strike from uh, the Writers Guild and SAG-AFTRA. Um, good for them. Hope they get everything they want. Um, and also because streaming's not in a good place right now, right? Um, if it were anyone but Amazon or Apple, I think um, it would probably get canceled within a season, which is not what I want for the show. Um Sorry, I've I've gone on a tangent now. I've given this quite a bit of thought, but my last thought is, and my hot take, this is, you know, uh, there there are varying opinions on this, but I think the only way to properly do an adaption of Animorphs is animated, because I do not think you could realistically afford the budget to do the amount of CGI animals you would need to do in order to do a live-action Animorphs show. Um, I think the only conceivable way you get a well-made product is if it's animated. That's my thoughts. If you have thoughts about uh, an Animorphs TV show adaptation, write in let me know. Um, also, <laughs> uh, I do know that a lot of trans people um, are drawn to Animorphs because of the whole shape-shifting thing. Um, there was a... What was the other big shape-shifting stuff in the 90s? Was Did X-Men have a shape-shifter? A Mystique. They had Mystique. I know Mystique was also very popular for the same reason. Um, thank you so much for writing in, Jade. Uh, I'm glad you're enjoying it. I'm glad you've stuck with me over the official Scholastic higher, higher quality production. Um, and yeah, let's let's get to the end, baby. Thank you so much, Jade. And last, but certainly not least, we have a message on Tumblr from Willis the Arts, who writes in, and that Tumblr is, of course, audiomorphscast.tumblr.com, saying, not sure if you're into Power Rangers or not, Buddy, let me tell you, um, I guess not so much anymore, but very was into Power Rangers as a child. It was one of the few. So I had this thing in my brain when I was a kid where 
I uh, was like, live action stuff's for adults, and adult stuff is boring. I don't want to watch it if it's live action. It's got to be a cartoon. Except for uh, Xeno Warrior Princess and Power Rangers, and I guess also Beetleborgs, which is just Power Rangers in a different font, um, which I liked a lot. And I've realized as an adult it's because both Xena and Power Rangers are essentially just cartoons um, that happen to be filmed in live action. <laughs> I also did get on a brief um, uh, Power Rangers revival kick back in like 2017, 2016, 17. I was listening to a Power Rangers rewatch podcast. Um, what were they called? I've forgotten. Uh, I, I wanted to give them a shout out, but I do not remember what they're called and I do not care enough to look them up right now. So sorry, um, Zach and the rest of the crew of that show. Um, but yeah, I am familiar with Power Rangers, long story short. So to proceed with the rest of this message, um, but if each one of the Andalite bandits were a Power Ranger, what color would they be? And what animal slash creature would their zords be? Um... And then Willis goes on to give uh, his thoughts on what they would be. So Jake, Red, and Tiger, pretty straightforward. He's the leader and his battle morph. I agree. That one makes perfect sense to me. I mean, the slam dunk. Rachel, Yellow, and Bear. Then in parentheses, this is, uh, there is actually a Yellow Bear Zord, so I was tempted to do Yellow and Elephant. Um, I mean, there's, I mean, th there's the Mastodon Zord, so there's already kind of an Elephant Zord as well. I do think, um, Bear's great for Rachel. I mean, that is her, her iconic battle morph. I think it's got to be, she's got to be bear-themed. Um, yeah, I don't mind her being yellow. I, I don't have a strong feeling about... Um, the thing with Power Rangers is, like, beyond red, the, there's not really any consistent, like, characterization uh, associated with any of the colors. Uh, it's just sort of, like, whatever the um, Japanese Sentai team happened to be coded uh, that season is what they have to work with. And red's the only consistent color that um, I'm aware of. Um, then you've written, uh, sorry, Willis has written Cassie, green and stag. And then the justification here is, okay, so green, because green rangers tend to be secondary leaders, and she definitely isn't a pink ranger. And as for stag, I didn't pick wolf, because Cassie is the pacifist of the team, and a wolf sword would seem very combat-oriented, which doesn't fit. And I think a stag represents her peaceful nature, but also a strength to fight when she needs to. All right, so here's where I disagree with you, for a couple reasons. First of all, um, I don't know that Beyond Mighty Morphin Green has any association with being a secondary leader. I also don't know that I would consider Cassie the secondary leader of the Animorphs. Um, I think that both Marco and Rachel have taken um, leadership positions while Jake has been incapacitated to some degree with, throughout the series a lot more often than Cassie has. Granted, often to um, their detriment because sort of the whole deal with the Animorphs is each one plays a vital role in the dynamic of the group. And so when someone like Rachel, who's too reckless, becomes leader, that backfires due to her recklessness. And when someone like Marco becomes leader, it backfires because of his ruthlessness. Um, I don't really recall a lot of instances of Cassie being sort of a secondary leader, although I do concede that Jake relies on her a lot for her counsel. Um, and she's never morphed a stag, so I don't, I don't know that I would... Although stags are cool, I will give you that. Uh, I don't think she would be green or a stag. I think you'd have to give her either... For some reason, um, when I when I was first rereading these and I couldn't think of Cassie's battle morph, I thought it was horse for some reason. I heavily associate her with a horse morph, even though she um, doesn't morph horse that often. But I think it would be kind of fun to have a horse-themed Power Ranger, right? That's different. 
Uh, the other two I think would work are either whale, because I think whale in, whales as represented within Animorphs um, are very kind of similar to, to how Cassie's vibe is. They're like wise, peaceful creatures of the deep. Um, but I also really like giving her um, butterfly for her motif, because, of course, book 19, she morphs a butterfly, and that's a very iconic moment. Um, for her character arc and also would make for a great suit design, right? I mean, butterflies are very cool. Um, I do think ultimately, um, so I said earlier that there's not really any color associations, um, within Power Rangers or franchise beyond red being, um, the leader. I do think that often if there is a pink, it is the girl and the association is that pink is the girl the girl ranger so unfortunately if rachel is yellow i do think cassie would end up being pink um if there is pink in in the lineup um i'm not that familiar with the color stories you know beyond um turbo and in space um i, I kind of fell off around that era i know they've gotten a, a lot of colors over the years um but if i were to go with my knowledge it she'd she'd be pink um marco Black and Gorilla. Black is the only... Uh, excuse me. Black only because he reminds me a lot of the Black Ranger from Power Rangers in Space. But instead of a normal Gorilla Zord, I actually think it'd be more of a King Kong Zord. Because Marco references so much pop culture. And I think that would mix with his classic battle morph well. Uh, yeah, I mean, Gorillas are black. So um, Marco being a black gorilla makes a lot of sense to me. Um, and also, like... In MMPR, um, Zach's, Zach's kind of like a, he does hip hop keto, you know, he's kind of a goofy, fun loving guy. And so is Marco. I mean, I, I, I see a lot of parallels there. Uh, Gorilla Morph works for me, or Gorilla Zord more, works for me. I even don't mind the King Kong Zord. I do think that's fun. Like, he has a special Zord that's just a, a big, big old gorilla. I think that's fun. I agree. Tobias, Blue and Hawk. Okay, I say Hawk because I think he'd have a, uh, special Zord. Kind of like the Red Dragon Zord, so it would have a hawk form, but then also be able to transform into a humanoid robot, but that, but with a bit of an angel or bird person vibe. Um, I think this analysis works as well. I mean, obviously Tobias is hawk themed. Obviously, his Zord is a hawk, right? Um, we we are getting a little, well, hmm. Not, let me return to Tobias um, after I read Axe, which is your last one. Axe, you've uh, put titanium and sword and said, so I think this in this hypothetical scenario, Axe wouldn't have an animal as a Zord. He's already an alien, so to highlight that, his Zord is a flying sword slash spaceship that is used as a big super mode upgrade for the main team's combined mode. Uh, titanium is like a silver, right? That's how you would describe titanium as a color um yeah i think that was like the sixth ranger in in space or in lost galaxy i so they did like in space and then they did lost galaxy immediately afterward and i get them mixed up in my head as a result um and then they did jungle fury which i think is also set in space with animal themes which i think was what lost galaxy was very confusing i wish they had done the train one instead um still waiting for an adaptation of the train sentai <laughs> Um, so, like, in your lineup that you've pitched to me, we have Marco with a special Zord, Tobias with a special Zord, and then Axe with a special Zord. That's three out of the six characters having special Zords. That's too many special Zords, in my opinion. 
Um, so he, here's how I would rework this a little bit to make it more of a coherent uh, Power Rangers team. I think you've you've mentioned the Red Dragon Zord, and that's a good point. Jason had both the Tyrannosaurus Zord and the Red Dragon Zord, and he could use both. So I think Tobias having a special Zord, I don't mind. I think he has a regular Hawk, and then maybe like, uh, I don't know, maybe it can, maybe it combines with Marco's special uh, gorilla to create like a winged gorilla moment. That could be fun, right? Um, Axe, I like the idea of a sword as a Megazord. I think that's pretty cool. Um, if I were going with classic colors, Axe would be green um, and Cassie's pink, right? So we freed up green because, yeah, uh, there's always a sixth ranger. Um, and in Power Rangers, that was the green ranger. So that's that's where my head went. Um, Axe is the sixth Animorph. They're, they've also had alien, uh, alien Power Rangers before. Uh, I know, is it... In space or lost again, one of those space ones. There's Doggy Kruger, who is a dog man, um, who hilariously his face flattens into the helmet when he morphs, kind of like uh, Justin from Turbo, who is a little boy but became a grown man when he morphed. <laughs> Power Rangers is very goofy. Um, Sword could be cool uh, if if he had to have like an animal Zord. Uh, I'm trying to think of like what it would be, and uh, I I think. I think it would be kind of like, I think it might just be an Andalite fighter, right? Which are already kind of modeled off Andalites. They have the big curved uh, scorpion tail shredder blaster on the end. So I think he'd, he'd be like the cool sixth alien ranger and he'd come in on his spaceship that's got, you know, the cannon blaster. And then, it, of course, we'll be able to combine. So it'll like do strafing runs and then when it comes time to combine, it comes apart and creates like armor and a gun for the main Megazord or whatever. Uh, that that's my thought. Uh, and then Willis ends with super sorry if you're not into Power Rangers. We found out that I am. Uh, this all just came to me, Willis the Aurus. Thank you for writing in, Willis. Um, I've kind of answered this uh, as we went along. Those are my thoughts. If you, if anyone else, um, strongly disagrees with my analysis or Willis's analysis of how the Power Rangers would be, uh, excuse me, how the Animorphs would be Power Rangers, again, feel free to write in. Um, actually, hold on. Forgot about David, didn't we? David's an anamorph. David would have to be green because green also went evil. Um, I guess Axe, uh, like Axe gives me the vibe of like the Phantom Ranger or the um, wasn't there one in Turbo that was like a policeman, something like that. Uh, Axe would be something like that, I think. Uh, I guess thematically, what what's his theme? That's that's the real thing. Like, I guess yeah, like Phantom. The Phantom Ranger like didn't have like a motif. He was just like a cool guy. I think that's what Axe would be. He'd just be a cool guy. Um, and David would be green, and his uh, his Zord would be the Lion, obviously. Um, and again, it would be a standalone like the Dragon Zord. Although unfortunately, in this case, um, he does not come around after breaking Rita's evil spell. <laughs> um, also, I think Rita and Visser Three have a lot in common. So there's that as well. Thank you for writing in, Willis. Thank you everyone who wrote in. Um, if you'd like to write in, I've just listed all three ways you can do that. You can also tweet at me on Twitter, at Audiomorphs, for however long Twitter still works. Um, those are the ways you can reach me. I got a couple other social medias, but those are just for me personally. Um, so, taking a lot of time answering these questions. Thank you all for the great questions or prompts, um, but I will get out of all your hairs. Whoops, hi, this is Daniel, uh, after editing... Uh, which is, I, I recorded my end of show notes 
uh, earlier, and now I've realized that I forgot to say what I wanted to say at the start that I was like, going to circle back around to, which is the question about morphing. Um, I already went like super long on this, so I'm going to do this very succinctly, or at least try to. Uh, the thing, the thing with this one, right? The thing, the thing with these chapters is that they acquire steers and they morph them and they become bulls, uh, because morphing repairs, uh, uh, damage to the body that's not encoded in the DNA, right? Uh, so the, the castration that the bulls underwent to become steer is reversed, uh, which brings to, to mind, um, the ever-present question. <laughs> Um, at least in, in the circles I run, which is um, how does circumcision interact with uh, uh, regenerative powers? You know, this goes for Wolverine, this goes for the Animorphs, this goes for anyone, even even I guess Superman. He's invulnerable. That's kind of the same thing. Um, how how the how that work? Especially because we know, um, or if you didn't, you do now. Uh, Jake's Jewish, right? Uh, so. All, all the guys are probably circumcised because um, of a fascinating history lesson involving um, the Protestants and Kellogg, the guy who made the cereal, um, and um, and his hatred for masturbation. <laughs> uh, that's that's why you're probably circumcised if you're American, by the way, is because of the cereal guy and his hatred for masturbation. But um, I thought that it would not revert a circumcision because... Clearly, there's some sort of um, there's some sort of encoding going on at the point of morph, um, because things like Rachel's pierced ears, because she wears earrings, um, you know, all their belly buttons, uh, these various you know uh, natural scars of their body or or old scars like ear piercings, uh, and also like their hair length, all um, all don't get reverted uh, when when they morph back, so. I was, I was under the assumption that yeah, there's some sort of like when at the point where you acquired the cute the morphing power, you know, it sort of like scanned your body or whatever. But that's clearly not the case because they've acquired a steer and it became a bull. So uh, I I don't know I don't know anymore. I've heard um, a fan theory floated that like morphing is more about sort of like your perception of your body on a subconscious level. So like subconsciously they all understand they have belly buttons rachel understands that her ears are pierced and so those return when they morph back um i don't know if you have theories on <laughs> if you have theories on uh how circumcision um interacts with morphing i would love to hear them um please write in thank you and back to the rest of the uh message i recorded earlier <laughs> okay goodbye uh today i hope you guys have a great rest of the week and i'll see you all next time my name is Daniel, and I believe one day the Andalites will come. Until then, we fight. <laughs>